morning, everybody. Uh, today is Super Bowl Sunday, and as you can see, I've got my Chiefs gear on, but it was a little bit cold, so I had to put on my nice warm shawl. Here in the Midwest, we've had a snowy weekend. It's really pretty, but it's really cold, and it's gonna be getting colder all this week. But uh, hope you're gonna uh, enjoy having safe community or family get-togethers today and watch the Super Bowl, watch Kansas City win and defeat the Brady. But let's start out with um, our responsorial psalm this morning. So the part that you get to repeat with me is, praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. And I know we've all been there before. Um, so we'll say that part together. And that's exactly how it starts. It starts with the response. So let's say this together. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. Praise the Lord for he is good. Sing praise to our God for he is gracious. It is fitting to praise him. The Lord rebuilds Jerusalem, the dispersed of Israel he gathers. Together we say, praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up all their wounds. He tells the number of the stars. He calls them all by name. Together we say, praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. To his wisdom there is no limit. The Lord sustains the lowly. The wicked he casts to the ground. Together we say, praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. Amen and amen. Uh, well, uh, we officially, if you're going by the Orthodox Church calendar, on Wednesday was the feast of the presentation of our Lord in the temple uh, where the prophets Simeon and Anna uh, prophesy over the Christ child. And so for some, um, that is the end of uh, the Christmas season and those people can take down their trees and their decorations I can't imagine um, but uh, we are still now leading up uh, uh, people that aren't that orthodox um, uh, this is ordinary time in the church calendar and for some it's still epiphany until we hit Ash Wednesday which begins uh, Lent or I think the Sunday before. Anyhow, so that's where we are. But yes. it's Chiefs Sunday it's today. Chiefs Sunday, and we've all got our red on. So hopefully, you've our got red on you. <laughs> Nobody still has told me what that quote's from. Don't Google it. Can we add a name to it? Maybe they can figure it out. Sean, you've got red on you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But we've got our family from Arizona watching. Um, Taylor, hi Taylor. And They've had some chillier Holly. weather down there and some beautiful weather. Man, the sunsets are just glorious. Well, well they have been up here, too. Chilly in Arizona is, what, yeah. 70 degrees? So. Yeah, well, I know they've got snow in Texas because our friend Tiff Sturm was sledding for the first time. Her granddaughter was sledding for the first time in Texas, so mm -hmm. she got video of that. So, wow. Yeah, awesome. kind of weird weather. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And Gwen Cure is watching. Hi, Gwen. Hey, Mom. Good, to, good to have you with us mm -hmm. uh, this morning. Got the shawl think, on. It, like 9 o'clock down there? Uh-huh. The, we're an hour different right now. Yeah. So, so kudos for getting up early, guys. Yeah, and welcome, everybody. It's uh, Super Bowl Sunday. I know everybody's excited uh, for tonight. So um, I will be excited for about an hour and a half, and then I will no longer be excited. <laughs> I will be up laying down. Yeah. But that's okay, because we're going to have 
um, family over that's safe. Right. Um, and uh, and they're, it's not safe because they're family. It's safe because um, every, almost everybody that's come over has already had it. So the only person that hasn't will mm -hmm. be safe with us. So we're still trying endeavor uh, to be safe. But Absolutely. Got got some uh, painful tummy aches coming yeah. our way this evening, yeah. and and hopefully yeah. not painful emotions. We'll we'll, well see. We've we've, uh, we've got some exciting stuff coming um, for you, and I won't go into it now because I don't want to take up a lot of time. But yeah. uh, stay <laughs> tuned. I might actually do a special live just to talk about it and so we don't take away from Sunday but yeah. we're really excited I, I'm excited about what uh, is coming up for this year and uh, what we have for you guys and just how we are going to endeavor to walk out this uh, faith life with <coughs> Christ with you and uh, so a lot of good things coming um, well, where should we start? Should we open up in prayer, or do you have something to read? I think I want to. I want to read this um, Diana Butler Bat okay. Bass quote. Um, she's one of my favorite authors. Right now, I'm reading her book Grounded. Um, she's got a new book coming out called Freeing Jesus, mm. and this is an excerpt from. I think it's like one of the first, um, uh, the first chapter. I'm not. I don't think it's the first paragraph, but um, again, the author is Diana Butler Bass. She's also an Episcopal priest and a professor. <clears throat> if we think that being with Jesus means getting the right answers from a creed or remembering points of doctrine from a sermon, we probably will not manage to truly know Jesus. We will only succeed in keeping the right responses scribbled on some back page of our memory. Who are you, Lord, is the question of a lifetime mm. to be asked and experienced over and over again. That query frees Jesus to show up in our lives over and over again. And it entails remembering where we first met, how we struggled with each other along the road, and what we learned in the process. Mm. Amen. Amen. So it's an ongoing knowing and re-knowing. Right. And uh, it's like any relationship, it grows and changes. Well, and it's that, deeper. That was the first thing that popped into my mind was in, in, a, in a marriage, when mm -hmm. you're married for 33 years, there's just a lot of life that you experience together. Yeah. There's, a lot of, there's a lot of ups and downs, and there's heartaches and pains, and there's joys, joys there's struggles, there's yeah. hardships. I mean, it's for it's, better or for worse, and so you go through so many of these with the same person, there's mm -hmm. just this connection and bond mm -hmm. that you can't explain. Mm -hmm. It it, yeah. uh, it really transcends words, but mm -hmm. you find that in your Christian walk right. too, the, the same way. Once you get out of that mental ascent of knowing the right words, yeah. the emotions, the right doctrine, the right, the right theology, uh, it, it comes down to relationship yeah. and it comes down to what the Lord has brought you through. And if you talk to any person that has been a follower of Jesus for any length of time, they all say the same thing. And that is, looking back on my life, God was always there. Always. It didn't seem like it. Right. And at the time, I may have been mad about it. But once I got through it and looked past it, I saw the faithfulness of God. So it's almost, we, we call it a getting, you know, to know the Lord better. But it's also... Um, and unknowing. Sometimes we have to unknow mm -hmm. things that we have learned 
things that we've relied on or trusted in, things we have memorized, our go-to verses. Um, sometimes we have to unknow things and things about that we believe about God mm -hmm. so that um, God can actually show us who he truly is. And this is what uh, uh, Verna Dozier says. Kingdom of God thinking calls us to risk. We always see through a glass darkly, and that is what faith is about. I will live by the best I can discern today. Tomorrow, I might find out that I was wrong. Since I do not live by being right. We don't live by being right. Mm. Having the right beliefs, right. The, the right checks on the box. And you're not happy in a marriage by being right <coughs> No, yeah, that's a good way to be really <laughs> unhappy. Okay, so let me get back to this. Uh, since I do not live by being right, I am not destroyed by being wrong. Mm. The God revealed in Jesus, whom I call the Christ, is a God whose forgiveness goes ahead of me. We've talked about that mm. last week, prevenient grace. Mm. Here's another way to look at it. God's forgiveness goes ahead of us. And whose love sustains me and the whole created world. That God bursts all the definitions of our small minds, all the limitations of our timid efforts, all the boundaries of our institutions. Again, that was Verna Dozier. I love that. Today I may think I'm right. Tomorrow I might find out I was totally wrong. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, and it brings me to uh, another quote that I was going to share. And this was from Richard Rohr this week talking about this. And he says, what... What set us on the wrong path was making the object of religious faith ideas mm -hmm. or doctrines yeah. instead of a person. Yeah, people have been burned at the stake because of a different belief or doctrine they held. Right, and that's what we talked about, talked about last week about being a true follower mm -hmm. of Jesus and acknowledging and trusting him in all your ways. And what we've done, especially in the West, is we've made it about ideas yes. or doctrines. And too many people, if you sit them down and ask them what their faith means to them, they might recite to you a, a doctrine. Or, or a creed. Or, mm -hmm. or a creed. And so we've kind of gone askew that way. And mm -hmm. that's, that's where we've landed in the second half of life is we've recognized that and we're trying to straighten our path and we're trying to get it back to that genuine relationship mm -hmm. and not so much about the cognitive We've ascent. got a whole lot of knowledge, but not a lot of wisdom. Yeah. And we need wisdom. Christ is the wisdom of God, not the knowledge of mm -hmm. God. Christ is the wisdom of God. Richard Rohr finishes this thought <clears throat> with, our faith is not a faith that dogmas or moral opinions are true, but a faith that ultimate reality, God, Christ, is accessible to us. Yes. And even on our side. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. That he's not only accessible. Accessible. Mm -hmm. Accessible? Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. God is not distant in heaven right. somewhere. Right. God is here. Mm -hmm. So he's accessible. Mm -hmm. And yet he's even on our side. Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard to remember sometimes. Yeah. And if you it if 
life is up and things are going well and you're prospering and things are working and you've got everything figured out you know the world is black and white and you understand it to be this and that uh, everything's great and it's easy to think that well hey God's on my side I'm right I'm on the side until, of right <laughs> until until it all until falls you're apart. not yeah so yeah I, and then you have that cognitive dissonance what I'm sorry. I have to apologize. I yes, you are distracting. I'm distracting. Not only yourself, but me. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Fred's licking himself. And uh, I just okay. Just, just <laughs> yikes. The tail of the cat. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Fred's sitting over here. I, I should bring him on camera. No, let's not. Well, in this same... Uh, article that I read from Richard Rohr and um, Richard Rohr is a, a kindred spirit his Center for Action and Contemplation in New Mexico uh -huh. has the same acronym that we have CAC oh, yeah mm -hmm. so uh, Richard Rohr and his CAC newsletter that excerpt I read came from him talking about the dark night of the soul and if you've ever heard that expression it it comes from a poem by john of the cross yes. who was a uh, spanish mystic and a, mm -hmm. and a monk in prison for years and years and years just because mm -hmm. he believed a little bit differently he believed yeah a little bit differently mm -hmm. than the established church yep. uh saint Teresa of calcutta mm -hmm. used the term as well yes. a dark night of the soul well a lot of people don't realize that um if unless they've read her book um her autobiography but uh, uh saint Teresa suffered from deep depression and a feeling of, of mm -hmm. separation from god for like 45 years mm -hmm. but kept doing the work the calling that uh that god had had given her yeah. a lot of people don't know that and sometimes that's the that's the unknowing that's the stripping away of everything that we thought we knew about god right and that's okay because then god can use that emptiness to then fill us up with right. himself and we we've used that term unknowing unknowing mm -hmm. that is like relearning mm -hmm. and also just the unknown yeah and we were talking this week this might have been a, a precursor message to last week when we were talking about being a true follower of jesus and trusting the lord with all your heart mm -hmm. but uh, we're talking about today that letting go of mm -hmm. all we supposedly know mm -hmm. about God and life. And we speak from experience because we've been there. We yeah. may be there again. I mean, sure. there's no, there's no uh, guarantee that we won't. But there's a point in your life that you have to just let go of everything that you supposedly knew. And again, we've started with dogmas and and doctrines and these things make us feel safe because yeah. they're rules and they work which is why god gave israel um the law yeah it was they he said what was it like a school teacher or, or a you know a daycare mm -hmm. provider basically to you know kind of take care of them and hurt them because they weren't ready right for freedom in christ and we get yet. comfortable with those rules we, we sure do we, we and like, we like to add to them too oh yeah they're like a nice warm blanket in life and 
God's blessing me because I'm doing this. And he's not blessing you because you're not doing it. <laughs> right. right. So, and we can see who's in and who's out. Yeah. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to the scripture we touched on last week because I thought about this all week. And um, I love this scripture. And I'd mentioned last week that our pastor, Chuck Sundberg, uh, he quoted this scripture all the time. And uh, Oh, it, yes. That was a whole year. Oh, yeah. That one time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. quoted and it. And that was the year we desperately needed this scripture. So let's go back to Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And I want to go back to this in the Amplified Version and mm-hmm. read this to you because it brings out a key element. So I'll start over. Trust in... And rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize Mm -hmm. Him. And He will make your paths straight Mm -hmm. and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way and I, mm-hmm. that's a key part the the last and he will make your path yeah. straight and he will remove the obstacles, the obstacles from your way um for the longest time just up until recently when i read that scripture lean not unto your own understanding mm-hmm. i thought it was lean not unto your own understanding about whatever you're praying about mm. so if you're you know praying about you know i need answers for Um, my kids or I need answers for my marriage or I need answers on you know wisdom on what to do with you know buying a house or whatever but now just recently when I read this trust in the Lord with all your heart Mm -hmm. lean not into your own understanding what it says to me now is don't lean on your own understanding of who you think God is Mm. Be yeah. open to God showing you the path, showing you truth, showing you um, attributes that that you didn't know before. You know right. that yeah. understanding. Our our misconceptions or misunderstandings of God can can um, get us in a lot of trouble. It can lead to um, um, depression. It can lead to well, my understanding was this, and right. that didn't happen. What the heck is going on? Do I, you know, even believe God? And some people throw the proverbial baby out with the mm-hmm. bathwater. Sometimes that has to happen, so God can start from square one, complete emptiness, and build up. So, so you're saying, don't trust your understanding of God, or right. what you may have thought right. about God. Right. Uh, Diana Coons checked in. Hey, hi, good Diana. morning. Give those baby girls kisses yeah. for me. They're so and sweet. Hopefully Brandon's there. Say hi to Brandon. Yeah, we were just going back and forth with uh, Diana and a, a bunch of people. We mm-hmm. need to get together and do CrossFit sometime. Yeah. Yeah. So it looked like uh, Look uh, like Kyle a... was building a yeah. gym of some sort. Man, that's going to be awesome. awesome. Leavenworth is just right up the road. Yeah, us, it is. So. Anyway, we digress. Yeah, sorry. Change the subject. So... I wanted to give an example. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me think of uh, hiking in Colorado. Okay. Uh, we love to go to Colorado. We, we love the sights, the sounds. We just love to hike and experience nature. Yeah. 
and uh, the Big Thompson River flows all throughout there and uh, at different parts of that you can walk down into the stream and there's boulders everywhere and there's a place called the alluvial fan that if you've been out there you've probably seen it well back in the 1980s so much pressure built up that it just exploded mm -hmm. and huge boulders of all size just came flying down mm -hmm. the valley and ended up landing and it's just this and flooded the whole Estes Valley yeah, into it's town. An incredible force of nature yeah. and you see these gigantic boulders yeah. and you think this thing used to be a mile up that way yeah um, so I say that because um, I wanted to give you the illustration uh, of a stream so picture mm -hmm. in your mind you're you're hiking and you've got this stream well what do you the first thing you want to do is start throwing rocks mm -hmm. in it so you mm -hmm. pick up a rock and you throw it into the stream and it makes a splash and you see the ripples and nothing really happens the flow uh, just continues but uh, what happens when the alluvial fan explodes and a gigantic boulder the size of a truck comes and BAM lands right in the middle of the stream so picture that in your mind all of a sudden everything stops yeah. the the flow stops and that is the point where I want to draw a, a connection with this illustration to your life. You know, little pebbles and rocks can fall in your stream, yeah. the flow of things all the time. And yeah. you can just take them in stride and yeah. go on. But every once in a while, the alluvial fan explodes. Yeah, it does. In everybody's life. <laughs> and these, these boulders, bam, they crash yeah. down and every everything stops yeah. everything that we know stops everything doesn't work and yeah. that's where we're leading up to is there's a point where nothing works nothing we thought that got us the way we were works anymore mm -hmm. everything is wrong there's that dark night of the soul yeah. that happens it's that boulder that yeah that lands in your stream well what do we do as people we pound harder we pound yep. you know, we want to pound we fight against it we yep. we look up things on the internet we curse to, it we well and yep. we try to motivate ourselves yeah. and we tell ourselves how wonderful we are or we, someone gives you a flippant scripture that doesn't help at all yeah and we so we pound we pound we get aggressive we come against it we 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 fight it uh, the water builds up and builds up and we think okay eventually we're going to create enough pressure that we can just blow this boulder out of the way and we're going to keep going mm -hmm. right through it uh, we get frustrated yeah. and then we start asking questions why has this why, boulder stopped yep. the flow of why my me? life mm -hmm. what have i done mm -hmm. where are you god you know mm -hmm. that this I know you've had this conversation mm -hmm. because we've had it yeah. no, no one is uh, exempt. exempt from it so well, that's what we do, and that's what we do in our human nature, uh, but that's not what the stream does. No. So we could learn a lot by watching the stream. Well, what does the stream do when the boulder lands? Well, it stops, of course, and it recognizes the rock in front of it, and it accepts the rock. It's like, okay, this rock is here. I acknowledge it. I accept it. Can't do anything about Can't it. Can't do anything about it. So what does it do? Flows it flows around, around it. It. Mm -hmm. it flows around Makes it. Makes a new pathway. Exactly. And the mm -hmm. alluvial fan is a mm -hmm. gigantic example of that. Yeah. It just made a new yeah. pathway around all of those rocks and it just continued on. Yep. Now, you might be thinking, 
wow, that's hard. Well, yeah, <laughs> it is hard, uh, but it's a spiritual truth. Mm -hmm. It's a spiritual truth that transcends Christianity, believe mm -hmm. it or not. The flow continues because of non-resistance. Yes. There's a principle, there's a spiritual law called non-resistance, mm -hmm. and the stream is applying non-resistance. Mm -hmm. It is just allowing and it's flowing mm -hmm. and it's continuing on. And I say it's a it's a universal truth. It we, is. We if truth is truth, it's true everywhere, all the time, for everyone. Everyone. Mm -hmm. And I, we say everyone because I the Buddhist practice, mm -hmm. what they call non-resistance, mm -hmm. and uh, it's called ahimsa. Have you heard that term yep. in Sanskrit? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, ahimsa. And, ahimsa. Uh, ahimsa. And uh, also, uh, ahimsa is a term of non-violence mm -hmm. against everything in mm -hmm. life, other people. Uh, and it's a key virtue in Hinduism, mm -hmm. in Jainism, mm -hmm. and of course in and Buddhism, and a, one thing Mahat, Mahatma Gandhi ascribed to non-resistance, mm -hmm. and he actually was inspired by the teachings of Jesus. Yes, he read the uh, Beatitudes and Sermon on the Mount every single day, and that is what he uh, planned his whole non-violent resistance around, around the Sermon on the Mount right. and the Beatitudes. Right, and so a couple of the scriptures then I wanted to bring you back to the teachings of Jesus because Jesus taught a principle of, of yes. non-resistance yes. and you might say well I've never read that particular <laughs> verse phrase in the Bible well the concept is it's all throughout all the Bible. throughout the Bible and I, I wanted to just take a look at a few of them so Jesus taught in Matthew 6 25 through 34 you may remember this from Sunday school but he said take no thought for tomorrow mm -hmm. don't worry about what you're going to wear or what you're going mm -hmm. to eat or if they're going to throw you into prison because today has enough worries and stress on stay its in own. the moment stay in today and uh, in Matthew 11 28 through 30 you might remember Jesus saying Come unto me, all you are weary and heavy laden, because my yoke is easy and my yoke... My burden is, is light. Right, mm -hmm. my burden is light. Mm -hmm. uh, what about the Sermon on the Mount that you mentioned in that? Matthew five forty one says, When someone compels you to go a mile, go two miles. Yeah. When somebody slaps you on the face, turn, turn the, the other, other cheek. cheek. You know, these are all things that we read and we're like, wow, that's weird and, and hard to do. But when you apply it in a, tech, a context of the spiritual law of non-resistance, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. So when life slaps you in the face, rather than do what we normally do and grimace and get right back in its face and slap it back, mm -hmm. turn the other cheek. Mm -hmm. Now, all of that takes trust. Mm -hmm. All of that is because you are saying, I trust in the Lord with yeah, all my heart. heart. I'm not leaning on my own strength or understanding, or understanding mm -hmm. and I'm trusting in God, yes. and I'm trusting that He will remove the obstacle mm -hmm. out of my way. That reminds me of a, of a phrase that I'm sure we've said before that Richard Rohr likes to use a lot, but I don't think it originated from him. Mm -hmm. It's transcend 
and include. So think about that stream in that boulder. That stream had to transcend, rise above what was going on, include that boulder, and then keep going, keep flowing. And that's what, um, that's what we can do in those dark nights of the soul, mm -hmm. in those, you know, why me times, in, in those really hard times is, is transcend, include that in, in what's going on in our life, and then keep, keep flowing. Amen. Amen. So mm -hmm. that scripture in, the, in Matthew also said, you've heard an eye for an eye, yeah. tooth for a tooth, but I say do not resist one yeah. who is evil. Don't look for tit for tat. Right. Don't look for vengeance and uh, getting even. So all of these scriptures are teaching about mm -hmm. non-resistance. You know, I keep thinking about, speaking of Diana and the Kuntzes, I hope this is okay, Diana. But I'm thinking about when, um, when their father, um, the girl's father, came oh, down yeah. with cancer. Yeah. And, you know, it was horrible and it was going to be a long, hard battle. Yep. And Diana and Brandon um, uh, were able to take their father into their home. And I'm sure that took a lot of transcending and including. And I'm sure it was rough. Mm -hmm. um, and she had to take care of him. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm talking I'm talking wounds and trachea and all that stuff. And she learned so much. And and but now looking back, I know I've heard. Diana say, you know, her kids got to spend all that time with their grandfather in their home 24-7, mm -hmm. and um, that was a huge gift, yeah. not only to him, but also to the girls, to the mm -hmm. whole family. So, wow. um, yeah, that's, awesome. that's what made me think of that. Well, if you press on the rock, you're relying on your own strength yep. and your own understanding. Mm -hmm. So if you allow, mm -hmm. if you non-resist, you're mm -hmm. trusting God. Mm -hmm. You trust God with your whole heart. I wanted to remind you, since we're going into all these different religions, uh, the Hebrew uh, religion, there's the Shema. Yes. And uh, this is a very... Uh, key element of their faith and what they pray and they teach their family and it comes from Deuteronomy Deuteronomy 6 5 through 9 and it says you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength and these words which I command you today shall be in your heart and then Jesus later added to the Shema yeah. and he said and you shall love your neighbor as, as yourself. yourself and that means as your very being as connected interbeing because we are all connected and if if the pandemic hasn't taught us anything else it should have taught us that we're all in mm -hmm. this together what happens on the other side of the world eventually affects eventually. us here we are all interconnected not only with each other as a human yeah. species but with all of nature all of creation all of the animal species what's that song we're in this world together i have no idea yeah oh 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 yeah 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 okay all right now anyway. i'm going all motown in my head well this one writer says about the shema god tells the israelites to love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your strength and in the hebrew culture love isn't just an emotion mm -mm. it denotes an action mm -hmm. or a response in this case love means faithfulness and commitment so mm -hmm. we're back to that acknowledging 
and following mm -hmm. uh, the Lord. And it also reminds me of the scripture um, that uh, says, be still and know that I am God. But the literal translation of that is let go. Just let it go. Amen. And know in your heart. And letting go yeah. is actively seeking Him mm -hmm. in our life. That almost sounds like a dichotomy of terms, but letting go is actually actively seeking mm -hmm. Him in our lives. Because yep. we're yep. letting go of our own strength and understanding. Mm -hmm. So by that, we're actively seeking Him yeah. and His presence in our life. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty, pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, so we're back to the dark night of the soul, and it, it may sound uh, kind of pessimistic and gloomy, but it's it's reality that yeah. every soul will have a dark night. You can almost think of it as a womb. You know, it's very dark um, in that womb, but when the in the fullness of time, there's going to be a birth, mm. and so that's one way one way of thinking of it. And in and through any dark night of the soul, we know that the Lord is with us. Yeah, because when you're in that dark night, again, nothing works. Yep. Everything fails. Everything you know relied on was wrong. Mm -hmm. Some of the truths that you based your whole life on have proved to be wrong. Mm -hmm. um, you may even hate God. I mean, how many of us have been there to where we asked all these questions? We may have experienced such a tragic boulder in our life that we just hate God. We mm -hmm. say, I've had it with you. Just because of false understandings. false understandings. Amen. And we were talking about just being transparent with our own life. You know, we've had a cancer diagnosis yeah. come in. We've gone and through. And that didn't just magically go away. Right. And, you know, even with surgery and chemo, you know, right. still battling that. And you may have had a mom or a dad or mm -hmm. a sibling pass away prematurely. My, my People mom, are losing people left and right from COVID. Yeah. I know in my personal life, yeah. about six years ago, my mom, 60 some years old, yeah. just passed away unexpectedly. Just in her sleep. You're just not ready for that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, other people have had spouses walk out on them. Yeah. Uh, marriages tragically fail. Um, Oh, Addie has decided to join okay. us. Well, I was going to bring her out on camera. This is Addie, if you see the, the curtain going. So we've experienced dark nights of the soul. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure you've experienced oh, yeah. a dark night of the soul. Every woman that's ever lost a pregnancy, lost a and baby. And I felt compelled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a... And I felt compelled to add this caveat, though. I'm not saying that everything happens for a reason. No. Barf. We're not saying that. That is a lie. We recognize and accept these things. Yes. We realize they're real and they're there, but we don't excuse them. No. And uh, we don't just comfort ourselves by blaming God for some sick, twisted lesson He wants to teach us. That's that, not well, this our God. happened. For a reason. No. You know what? We're in our fifties. We've been Christians for thirty years. Mm -hmm. I go to I take Bible college classes as much as I can. We don't know. Yeah. You have to just really be willing and 
humble enough to yeah. say, I don't know why this happened. And if anybody says they do, they're full of it and don't listen to them because we have to remember God is a mystery. Mm -hmm. We're, no one ever is going to have it all figured out. God is a mystery. I wanted to read just a couple of Old Testament scriptures. And um, in Isaiah, he talks about, Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It's he who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers mm. you know and this entire passage just kind of puts things into perspective of how big god is mm -hmm. how he's created everything mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's in not only the earth but he's in the universe mm -hmm. and um, we're just insignificant and, and small but yet he takes note of us yes. and, he, and he cares for us and so he finishes all this but he says but the Lord has pleasure in those who fear him in those who await his gracious favor yeah those who wait and that fear him is not a good word it is just honor reverence and respect mm, acknowledge revere yeah, yeah give proper place to yeah. and then the psalmist continues with this when he was in a dark night of the soul and he was wondering why God has forsaken him and uh, how terrible life is you got to love the Psalms because oh, David yeah. was pretty emotional and yeah he was all over the place mm -hmm. and why do you hate me God and why mm -hmm. do you curse me and but he finishes too he says but those who wait for the Lord will renew their strength mm -hmm. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And, and you know, even our Lord Jesus Christ, he had to get, I was just reading this morning, after um, he was in Peter's house and healed uh, Peter's mother-in-law, and then the crowds came to the door and, and he cast out demons and healed tons of people. It says he got away to pray so he could just wait on the Lord. It was so important. And sometimes, you know, that what our prayer looks like that's when we talk like about contemplative mm -hmm. prayer is that is the getting away and waiting on the Lord that's where you just get quiet yeah. you don't say anything it's not your time for requests but you just are in quiet mm -hmm. you in your heart space and just just wait so I've got one more illustration to give you a picture of the dark night of the soul. And it made me think of the original movie Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you've seen it. But in that movie, they come to a point of crisis where they have to shut the entire system down. And the risk in that was that it would resolve, it would result in a total system failure and they would be basically destroyed and, mm -hmm. and eaten by the animals. Worst and case so scenario. They, they opt for the nuclear option and they, they shut it down. And then when they flip it back on, everything's dark yeah. and you think the worst. It's yeah. like, oh my oh, gosh, it didn't, do anything. It didn't yeah. work, it didn't <laughs> work. But yet in the dark, on the computer screen you just see a little blip mm -hmm. a little blip of oh, light right. and everyone is like well 
they're panicked and what's mm -hmm. going on. But the computer guy knew. He's like, nope, that means that there's still something yeah. there. And rebooting. It rebooted. And they see that flickering yeah. light in the dark. And so it meant there was hope. Yes. And, and, you know, Samuel Jackson got eaten by raptors. But that's beside the point. Yeah, right? he deserved it. <laughs> but that's... It was either that or all the cigarettes he was smoking in there was going to get him. So. You know, that drove me crazy. Oh, it's horrible. His, his cigarette dangled out of his mouth. I worked. Uh, okay. With, okay. <laughs> the blip. The but blip. But what that reminds me of, too, everyone has that blip. Everyone. Right. And that's what I was, yes. Everyone. That kid that is driving you nuts, that is going all crazy ways and you're like I did not raise this kid to live like this I was one of them mother can attest to that um, is that true Gwen <laughs> <laughs> but everyone has that blip because right. we are all made in the image and likeness We're trusting of God. that's why we have to love our enemies yes because everyone has that blip exactly and that's where God meets you. It's dark. It's mm -hmm. unknowing. It's in the weight that yeah. the scripture talk about talks about. It's it's in that dark is where the trust is, mm -hmm. and that may be all you have. And what I want to express to you today is in that dark, unknowing. That's where true Christianity exists. Yeah. It's not. It's honest in doctrine yeah doctrines are just there to point you in the right direction correct the, uh, bible the bible is here to point us in the right direction it tells the story of god Absolutely. and it's written by uh, many many people to tell us the yeah. story that were inspired by the holy spirit um, but we are not to worship or mm -hmm. put our trust in the bible we don't want to practice bibliolatry which a lot of people do which is the worship of uh, the Bible right the Bible is inherent in the attempt to tell you everything you need to know about salvation it, it perfectly will tell you and lead you there it's not a history book it's not a science book and so if a name and a date is wrong, don't get weirded out. Yep. And uh, if you start Look taking, at the big picture. Well, yeah, and the road to fundamentalism and mm -hmm. to where that everything fits in a box, and I know I'm right, is when you start taking Scripture out of context and... And, and, and start worshiping the yeah, Bible and, and instead of God. And you create these God. huge doctrines out of it. And, yeah. you know, one, this is a digression too, but, you know, an, an example of is there's a few books that Peter write or that Paul writes to churches that are having specific issues and specific reasons and he makes statements about women mm -hmm. uh, speaking out loud in church well a lot of Christianity has just taken that entirely out yes. of context and they've formed doctrines that have said yes. women cannot preach they cannot teach men they're subservient they're the lesser part of a marriage no. um, again and that's people that aren't taking the entire Bible right. into counsel. So I'm actually wanting to do some more teaching on that, yeah. but I'm going to do it apart. We'll hold it, yeah. We're going to do it apart from Sunday, yeah. but there's there's a there's a lot that we can talk about yeah. there. So yeah. anyway, let's move back to the blip. Okay. 
the blip is in everybody. Yes. I hope it's still in a few of our kids too. That's we're trusting in that. The blip is in our kids. It's there. <laughs> well, that is where true Christianity exists. Yeah. Is in that dark night. Yeah. That's where you say, I don't understand, mm -hmm. but I trust. Mm -hmm. I'm angry, mm -hmm. but I know love for some reason. Mm -hmm. I'm scared, but I feel peace. Mm -hmm. And that's where you might be right now. Mm -hmm. and Because I've been there. Yeah. You might be at that point. So if you close your eyes, like Don talked about, you'll see that flickering light. Mm -hmm. You'll hear that faint voice saying, I'm here, I've never left, I'll never leave, because it's in there. It's yep. in all of you. It's yep. not in a magic prayer. It's no. not in a religion. It's so not, much more than that. It's, it's that flickering light. Mm -hmm. It's that love. It's that sense of peace. It's that I'm here for you. I'm going to work this out. Mm -hmm. So that my friends, is the moment that you truly and honestly surrender your life mm -hmm. to God mm -hmm. because everything's been stripped away. You're not relying on anything and you're praying, God, that light that I see, fill my heart with that light. I want that light to fill mm -hmm. my heart. I want fill it to be with me. me. I want it mm -hmm. to flood me. I want it to flow out of me. Mm -hmm. I want that blip now to fully yeah. consume me. Mm -hmm. Amen. And that's truly surrendering your life to God and yeah. becoming an active follower, follower of, of Christ. Jesus. Yes. Amen. Amen. And I'm thinking, you know, the just the image of following mm -hmm. following Christ we are people of the way is what we were first called mm -hmm. and that implies um, a journey and you know you have to start the journey and then you keep going on the journey and the journey may have twists and turns and changes and and may have storms and so um, that is the same way with um, our walk with Christ mm -hmm. is it is an ever-changing growing evolving journey Amen. I'll, Amen. can I share this picture I don't know if they'll they'll see it but uh, highly recommend um, Scott Erickson the painter he's on Instagram and on Facebook and he does these very very simple drawings that um, bring out what he is thinking you know spiritually about God and I just really really enjoy him he has whole books he's done um, stations of the cross with his very unique artwork um, he's done installations all over the country but this is one of his um, drawings yeah and just to <clears throat> point out a couple of things this is this is you you're the ship you're designed to sail and experience life and to travel wherever the spirit fills your sails to go and yet our own understanding and thinking puts us in a little fishbowl yeah and we don't want to be this we want to be the ship sailing through life and exploring it with we'll God. read his caption he says what he said of course you feel stuck that's what happens when you define yourself inaccurately you were made for so much more than the definitions you've accepted yeah amen amen
Did you have a... I did. I had a closing uh, benediction, and then you can do the blessing. Okay. And uh, I just loved this. Um, this is from uh, a gal named Lauren Roche. It says, Toss aside your map of the world, all your beliefs and constructs. Dare the wild unknown. Here in this terrifying freedom, naked before the universe, commune with the one who knows everything from the inside. Invisible power pervading everywhere, divine presence permeating everything. Breathe tenderly as the lover of all beings. Mm. There is a knower who experiences everything. There is a presence dancing everywhere. There is a lover who embraces us all. Mm. I am one with that light. I am one with that power. I am one with that love. Amen. Well, Father, we thank you for this time to gather and to encourage ourselves, encourage mm -hmm. one another. I thank you for those that are with us on this video, Lord. And I pray for them. I lift up those that have heard these words and Lord, I pray that you would reveal to them ways that they have trusted in their own understanding and perhaps built a fishbowl around their life, Lord. Yeah. And um, I pray for strength and grace and peace that as that fishbowl may get shattered, Lord, that mm -hmm. they would not panic and not strive and not force, but yet just trust and to get quiet and listen. And may they see that flickering light deep within their heart. May they know peace. May they trust. Mm -hmm. and may they then be filled with the light of your presence, yes, God. Lord. The light of your goodness. Mm -hmm. Lord, help us all to daily wake up and make that our prayer. That, Lord, we totally surrender our lives to you. We trust mm -hmm. in your goodness. We trust in your mercy. We wait on you, Lord, expectantly. And God, we pray every day that you would fill our hearts with that light, that light of joy and truth and a true relationship with you, God, that we can live and practice every day of mm -hmm. our life. And we thank you for it. Thank you, Lord. Amen. If you want to receive the benediction, may the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Amen. 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 Thank you well, for joining us this yeah, morning. Thank you guys very much again. I'm encouraged myself. <laughs> we're over our time. <gasps> oh, sorry guys. And uh, remember, 5:30 today, root for the Chiefs. Yes. We are wanting Run to it back. shatter the teeth of, of the Tom, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week.